0: The Protectors of the Wood podcast. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. Remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 71. The journey continues. Abby and Phoebe sat at the river's edge, watching the moon and stars reflected in the smooth, flowing water. Abby interrupted the silence.
1: So, there's a favor I need to ask you, besides what you're already doing.
2: What I'm doing is not a favor. It's what I want to do.
0: Abby put her arm around Phoebe and pulled her close.
1: Can I give you another important job? Here, I need you to save these things for me. Hide them, show them to no one but yourself. Give them back to me only when I ask which might be a long time.
0: She pulled the notebook out of her backpack.
1: I'll give you this before we get to your house and put this in your pocket now.
0: Abby handed Phoebe a small sky blue stone. It fit in the palm of Phoebe's hand. The light sparkled from the translucent blue surface. She noticed a small hole running through the stone near one side. She longed to study it more closely, but forced herself to push it deep into one of her front pockets.
1: It's of course not big enough to be a vision stone, but it's a treasure to me. It's a gift from Wendy.
0: Phoebe heard a strange note in Abby's voice, as if she were about to sob. So, you don't want to be caught with
2: this on you? I knew your plan was scary.
1: Not as much as you might think, but yeah, there's a risk. I can bear a lot of danger, but I couldn't bear anyone finding this stone wanting to know where i got it that's a risk i won't take okay i get it and back in your hideout
2: i saw that one of those papers had the title the call of sophia is that a copy of reverend tuck's dream
0: abby smiled he must have told you she gripped phoebe's arm
2: so you're afraid of being caught and you're worried they'll search the haunted house from top to bottom or burn it
1: you heard them yelling above us tonight what more can i say i understand i'll keep these things as
2: safe as anything can be in this world i'm proud to do it
1: thank you thank you and please Go ahead and read the call of Sophia. I want you to read it.
0: Phoebe put her long arm around Abby's shoulders and kissed her on the cheek.
1: Here we go. Come on.
0: They picked up the boat and carried it along the bank and up a slope among the trees. Soon they came to a dead end among the laurel bushes and set the boat down. Let me do this.
1: There's poison ivy in this Virginia creeper. You don't want that.
0: Abby pushed the boat back into a spot tangled with vines until it was hidden. Then they climbed a steep hill up to the edge of a ridge that ran on for a surprising distance across the forest. An area of bare, sloping rock made a wide path forward, gray and rough in the moonlight. Looking out to her right, Abby could see over the treetops to the church steeple in the distance.
1: Be careful here. It's harder than it looks. I've fallen here before, and you don't want to slide down there.
0: They gazed down the rocky face to the tops of the pine trees and tried to imagine the distance to the ground.
2: Oh yeah, I see what you mean.
0: Phoebe was thinking.
2: Can I manage this? I shouldn't be trying it.
0: They set off over the ridge. The rock was mostly firm but in places it crumbled into small pieces. Phoebe tested the side-to-side instability of her knee on the slanting rock. Her fall by the river had torn something. It was going to be a near thing. She began to walk on a crouch, with her hands out ready to hit the ground. As she feared, she hit a spot where her right foothold crumbled and her knee gave way. She hit the ground hard with her right hand and rolled once, scraping the rock with the side of her face. But she stopped herself with her right hand before the second roll. A few rocks bounced and clattered down the slope and disappeared over the edge. Oh, my God! Abby leaned down and grabbed Phoebe under the arms. Slowly, they rose together. Phoebe tested herself, bracing for the bad news. Blood trickled into her eye. Her knee wobbled like a loose table leg. Her hand was bleeding where the skin was scraped off. Abby took out her jackknife and ripped the lower few inches of her t-shirt into strips. She stretched the material and tied a piece around Phoebe's head to stop the blood oozing from the side of her forehead above the eyebrow. Ripping off a shorter piece, she tied it around Phoebe's hand. They set off again, with Abby walking just downhill from Phoebe, her arm around Phoebe's waist. Ever so slowly, they made their way across the ridge. And finally, exhausted, They came down among the birches and the pines and the oaks, walking through laurel and rhododendron to the great oak tree in the field opposite Penny's house. You've
1: got to clean up these cuts. That one above the eyebrow is still bleeding a little. Now both sides of your face are all banged up. I'm too happy to feel the pain. What we've been
2: able to do is so wonderful.
0: They looked carefully at Main Street and the edges of the field, but they saw no one. All the lights are
2: on at my house. That's Jim's Jeep in the driveway. It's late. Something's up. Do you want to come back with me? I've
1: got plenty of room. I don't want to make problems for you. Penny doesn't like me.
2: Yeah, it's true. But she's getting nicer.
1: And I'm afraid to make problems for Glenda, too.
2: Her in-laws are
1: Bentleys. It's been hard for her. What should I do? I'm not wanted anywhere. But it's a long way to bed for me.
2: There's probably no one stalking us. I think the watcher Glenda saw before was actually Marcus. Here on his own account, right? Looking for you. Not as
1: anyone's spy. Of course. He's just stuck in that situation. Like Glenda with her in-laws. He's an illegitimate son. It's a long story. I warned Glenda the other day that you'd be working at
2: Sammy's and might not want to be recognized. Tiny came up silently and heard us talking. It was painful. She can't understand why people are threatening you. And she worries about it all the time. I shouldn't have brought it up in the first place. And I'm not sure how you can make it any better.
1: Why don't you come home with me? I don't care what anyone says. No. I'm going to try my best for Glenda and Tiny. Let's just walk out to the back of their house. I'll knock on their kitchen door. Then you head home. We'll be okay. And here, take this.
0: Abby handed the notebook from her backpack to Phoebe. And so they walked among the trees, through a night that no longer seemed dark, but almost as clear as day. The moonlight shimmered all around them. They embraced and parted without a word. So close did they feel. Phoebe was nervous about who might be at 12 Main Street. Given the events of the evening, but no one was visible through the front window. As she walked quietly around the house, she felt a wave of dizziness. Now that she was alone, she could feel her exhaustion. She wished someone would hand her something to eat and drink and then let her fall asleep. Coming around the back corner of the house, she heard voices. Geraldine and Jim were talking on the porch. Phoebe. Geraldine came down the steps to meet Phoebe and gave her a hug. She pulled her over into the light. Oh my goodness. Ugh.
3: I guess I'll be Dr. Bear tonight. Oh, let me go next door for my medical kit.
4: Hey, Penny, get out here. Phoebe's back.
0: Penny ran out onto the porch and down the steps.
2: Oh, my God, where have you been? Jesus, Phoebe, what happened? But at least you're here.
0: They walked inside with Penny muttering exclamations. Phoebe smiled, not sorry that her sister's emotions had been let loose. The kitchen was roasting. They went through to the living room and Phoebe sank onto the couch, but jumped up immediately. I'll be right back. She limped up the stairs to her room and slipped Abby's notebook under her mattress. She avoided looking in the mirror and returned downstairs. Everyone fussed over her and asked a thousand questions. Phoebe explained that she helped Abby escape through the forest and fell on the rocky slope. And beyond that, she had almost nothing to say. Jim brought her a tall glass of cold lemonade and she downed it in seconds and he went for another. Geraldine returned and took charge, making Phoebe lie back on the couch near a table with a bowl of hot water, clean towels, and a large open kit of medical tools. She began to probe Phoebe's body for injuries.
2: Can you make it look less bad? Like a bit of a makeup job? I don't want people to stare at me at work tomorrow. At work? Dear God, take a day off! Mom would lock you in the room! No she wouldn't. Remember the game I played with two broken fingers and a sprained ankle? You hit those injuries! Dad was furious!
0: <laughs> <laughs> really dear, you should stay home. Geraldine was cleaning Phoebe's face with great concentration. You need a rest!
3: Seriously! You need a rest. But I've got to go to work. Oh well, what does Gilligan want? Blood from a stone? I think you've broken a rib. That is a nasty bruise. Oh, I can feel the swelling around your knee. You're going to have trouble walking once your adrenaline wears off. You're gonna need stitches in three places Ugh, and you've lost some blood. It's not Gilligan's fault. He already gave me the day off. Give yourself a chance to heal. No matter what I do, you're going to look like hell in the morning.
2: But I've got my own reasons.
0: Oh. You heard about the party?
2: What party?
0: Phoebe tried to sit up. Calm
3: down, dear. Don't move.
2: It's not a party. Just something to make Sammy feel better. A show of support. That's what it is.
0: As Geraldine did her delicate job, Penny and Jim explained that the coffee shop would probably be closed by the Half Moon County Department of Health first thing in the morning. The Green Market Coalition had been burning up the phone lines, planning a rally for Sammy. Sammy in the toy store courtyard for early afternoon.
4: be with my people See tomorrow for, for, for this life that we know Say tree, then tell me there's a chance for us, can I hear you say, that we can find a bridge, a bridge to crawl,
1: Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, protectorsofthewood.com. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference, and every action counts.